Oh, hey. <laughs> wow, that sounded sexual. I'm in a mood. Okay, you guys, welcome back to another episode of My Living Room Couch with me, Casey with a K. What's up, you guys? Um, So we have, I mean, let's be real. This is our chill podcast with really absolutely no agenda whatsoever. But I do have a little list of things. I was able to put together a little list. And let me tell you, we got some good stuff on here. I got some IG questions. I got some shows for you. I got some books for you. I got some updates on my moving situation. I got dating shit. Selena versus Haley. My dad coming on the pod next week. Vanderpump rules drama. So we got some shit to cover. Today's going to be a good day. I'm trying to think what I should go over first. How about we do the IG question? There was a bunch of questions that I feel like I've already answered 500 bajillion times, but there was one question in particular that I was like, yeah, like we'll, we'll answer that. How, oh yeah, here it is. Okay. How you rediscovered you in all caps after being someone else for he who won't be named. This podcast definitely has like a mental health, dating, single life, self-love theme. I think this is a really good question because we've talked about it once, twice, 500 million times. The person that I was when you guys all met me on TI and who I am today, two very different humans. And I definitely was not my true authentic self back in the day. Um... I was still myself, don't get me wrong, but I was definitely like a very watered down version. And there was lots of things that I wasn't doing anymore that I love. Like, for example, taking dance classes, um, reading books. Like I stopped reading altogether because it was just like I was always being made fun of or like my attend if my attention was like on the book and not him. It was always a problem. It was like a thing. Um just lots of things, playing piano, going to museums, a lot of stuff. Okay. I was just very much not myself. And one of my biggest, biggest things after TI was I wanted to learn who I was again. And that took a lot of self-control because I am a girl that has always been in relationships. Okay. I've always kind of like just gone from relationship to relationship to relationship until TI happened. And one thing that I noticed that I did is I would kind of like, and this is a natural thing that people do. I think people will relate to. I don't do it anymore because I healed myself and I figured out who I am, but I would kind of morph into my boyfriend, whoever I was dating at the time. It was like, if he was really into like skateboarding, I'd be like really into skateboarding. If he was really into like, I don't know, freaking hiking these are just random examples I would get really into hiking you know and it was like I would lose the shit that I like to do which is like reading coloring art museums dance like that type of shit so that was my biggest thing after TI you guys I really had to number one make a promise to myself that I was going to be like single as fuck and I don't just mean like singles and not dating like I wasn't hooking up with anyone I wasn't flirting with anyone I wasn't talking to anyone like I really was like I need to heal from this and like learn about myself and what I want out of life and who I am and what I like and what I enjoy and what my hobbies are and what my talents are like who am I who is Casey like just solo 
And I can't have any distractions while I'm doing that because down the road in the future, like I do want to be in a healthy, happy, loving relationship. And I can't do that if I never like get myself right. So that was number one is I really, really took time to be like so fucking single and so independent and so solo, just like learning about myself, healing and all that jazz. And now today, now that like, I mean, I'm not dating anyone now. I'm like, we're not going down. Well, that's kind of on my list, but I'm not dating anyone seriously by any fucking means. I'm not even really talking to anyone. <laughs> so let's, let's be real. But um, my biggest thing now is whenever I do start dating someone seriously again, like I do not want to lose who I am. Like I, I want us to be like a team and like enjoy things together and like have sim similarities, but I still want us to have like our own lives, like in our own hobbies. Like and if he doesn't like certain things that I like and I don't like certain things that he like, it's like not a big deal. You know what I mean? I still like encourage him to do his things that he loves and he still encourages me to do the things that I love. So I think that's the biggest part about rediscovering who you are after a really bad breakup like that. Um, you have to be solo. You got to ride solo for a while because you can't have any, any, you can't have absolutely any outside influences influencing you at all. You need to really sit with yourself for as long as it takes to and to truly truly heal like no bullshit like not like you're saying that you're healed but you're really not you know you got to really heal and you have to just learn about yourself take yourself on dates you know like I love to go to museums by myself like I love going to the Getty Museum by myself I love going to like the library I love um taking my dog and like going to brunch I love going on hikes I love doing shit by myself. I'll go see a movie by myself. I think it's just like, just learn to like love yourself and date yourself and the rest will just fall into place. And one day you'll wake up and you will be the most authentic version of yourself. Just always listen to your gut. Always do what you want to do. Always put yourself first and the rest will fall into place. And I think that's really all I have to say about that. If you guys want me to elaborate, you know what to do. DM me. I check as many of them as I possibly can. Um, let me see. What else do we want to talk about? Okay, so that was the all the other IG questions that I got were just honestly the most the same shit. If you want to know that shit, you guys watch my YouTube videos, listen to past podcast episodes. They're out there. Do a little detective work. You'll find all the information you want, I'm sure. Okay, moving. So as you guys know, I've been talking about, I've been all talking, no action about this moving situation for, I've been talking about it since like last spring, I think. Definitely last summer. I think last spring as well. And I've talked about it on this podcast, but it just kind of fucking hit me because I was like going through my calendar because I have a lot of stuff coming up. Okay. Like it's, it's like spring, summer. I got like girls trips. I got like weddings in Mexico. I have a lot of shit going on that I didn't realize. Okay. We're just in the beginning of March. I think I have like a girl's trip to Miami, like end of March, beginning of April. And then end of April, I have my friend's wedding in Mexico. And then it's like May and that's going to be a crazy month because I think it's Nicole's like last month in LA before she goes like nomading through Europe. And then I think Memorial Day weekend, I'm going to be in Mexico again with like a bunch of TI people. And then 
it's like summer and I want to try to go to Europe. Like I do want to go to London, I think. And then my lease is up July 1st. Okay. So this is like in less than four months. Cause yeah, we have the rest of March, April, May, June. Yeah. My lease is up July 1st and I am over LA and I've been talking about moving for so long and it really freaking snuck up on me that like I need to kind of figure this out. This is what I do to myself all the time. You guys, I procrastinate. And I just, I've been living in the moment a little too hard. Okay. I used to be a control freak back in the day. And now I'm just like, oh, living in the moment, living in the moment. What happens? What happens? Well, now my lease is up in less than four months and I have all these fucking trips and everything costs a lot of money. Moving costs a lot of money. And I don't know where the fuck I'm going to go and what the fuck I'm going to do. And I really don't want to sign another lease in LA. So yeah, that's what's on my plate right now. So if any of you guys are stressed, I'm freaking stressed. I literally don't know where I'm going to be living in four months. I have no fucking clue. I really, really don't know what I'm going to do. This is like, I don't know what to do. L- let me know, you guys. What do you guys do when you like need to make a big, crazy life decision? I don't know. I'm just going to listen to my gut over the neck. I'm going to start saving a lot of money. And then I'm going to listen to my gut. I don't know where the fuck to go. <laughs> oh lord I feel like I need to go check out Jersey I need to go check out New York I've I've shit to do I've shit to accomplish so that's my predicament with moving there's really not much more to say on that except I literally don't know where I'm gonna live in less than four months which is kind of a problem plus I have like a dog and a cat too so it's like I'm a mom you guys I have kids (laughs) I gotta like really figure this out yeah, hand save just an astronomical amount of freaking money with all these vacations. I mean, I I used to have a lot bigger problems, okay? So I'm not complaining, but I'm stressed and yeah. And then another thing, you guys. So I I drive like an old piece of shit Toyota. I know you guys, it's a surprise, but I don't have a car payment. And if any of you guys didn't know right now with like inflation and like cars and shit, um car payments are outrageous like you can literally get like a used car with like a bunch of miles on it and your car payments like fucking nine hundred dollars a month I'm not gonna do that okay I like not having a car payment that shit gets me from point a to point b okay yeah it's not the cutest okay but it does what it needs to do and then when I go to like bars and clubs and shit I just uber because there ain't no way in hell like I am shameless but I have a little bit of shame like I have just enough shame where I'm not gonna valet my old Toyota at like the Beverly Hills like Four Seasons hotel (laughs) like I ain't gonna do that like I'm not rolling up to the Beverly Hills hotel in my Toyota and actually valeting that with confidence that's the time that's one time where I'm not gonna have any confidence I'm gonna uber in a really cute car However, I think I'm getting a new car and I'm really excited about it because number one, my car payment is going to be reasonable as hell. This is just me like venting to you guys about my finances, (laughs) but my car payment is going to be like really affordable and I'm an SUV girl. Okay. Before, before my like piece of shit Toyota that I drive now, I had a really cute Toyota RAV4 like sport it was adorable. I had little custom rims, my little sunroof. It was silver with like black leather interior. It was so freaking cute. Well, I think I'm getting another little SUV. I think I'm getting a Chevy Equinox and it's white and it has black leather interior. And it only, I think it has like less than 8,000 miles on it. So it's basically brand new. 
little navigation system. I'm like all excited for like basic things that people have had in their cars forever. But like my old car, I haven't had it. So I'm stoked, you guys. Everyone clap for me. Casey's getting a cute little white little mini SUV and I'm very, very stoked. So that's some good news for today. No more old Toyota, except honestly, I will never hate on Toyota because those cars, I mean, they'll just go forever. Nova, you need to be quiet. You stop it, you cute girl. Okay, so moving car, that's kind of out of the way. What else do I want to talk about? Okay, so along the lines of moving, I, as you guys may or may not know, I'm really into like putting an outfit together. It's been my thing my whole life, as long as I can remember, since I was like two or three years old. This is a funny, cute little story. My grandma, my mom's mom, she used to like babysit me all the time. And one time, like I'm like three years old, straight up. So she asked me, my little three-year-old self, she's like, Casey, like, do you want to get a toy or do you want to get like a dress? And my three-year-old self literally said, I was like, I want a dress, but I want all the things that come with it. And she was like, what? I was like, I want the bow. I want the purse. I want the socks. I want the shoes. I wanted it all. Okay. It wasn't just like the dress. I needed the fit. Okay. So my closet, you guys, it's next level. I have so so much clothes. Like, I just don't even think you guys really fully understand. Like my closet is completely full in my bedroom. And my closet's actually really small in my bedroom because my bedroom's kind of small. And this is like a custom like built-in closet. So it's really not that big. It's, it's small. So this whole closet's filled. And then I have underneath my bed, I have like bins full of stuff. And then in my living room, I have a rack, like a clothing rack that's full of shit. There's shit in my laundry. And then I have a storage unit, you guys, a storage unit out um, in the valley where I used to live. And that storage unit has a shit ton of clothes in it. This is the thing. When I move this summer, July 1st, wherever I end up going, I'm starting like fresh. Okay. It's a new life. So from now till then, I think what I'm going to do, because I'm a clothes hoarder, and it's a problem and it's not cute and it's probably one of my worst fucking traits and wherever I move next I just want it to be like super organized and like super just like new life fresh vibes you know just like minimalist like just we're starting over (laughs) all over again I that's my thing I love to start over but this is really the last time I'm starting over this is like end game starting over I think what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to go through everything. I'm going to try it on and there's going to be a few things I'm going to ask myself. So if any of you guys struggle with this and need to get rid of all of your fucking clothes, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to try it on and I'm going to ask myself a few questions. Number one, have I worn this in the last year? If that's a no, it's not an immediate throwaway because this is the next, the follow-up question to it (laughs) because this is what I struggle with. I'm like, will this like be a part of an outfit eventually? You know, like, will it, is it good enough where I'm like, like, for example, if it's like a black leather, like motocross jacket, like obviously I'm not going to get rid of that because that's like a staple and I'm going, even if I haven't worn it in a while, like I will wear that eventually. So there might be exceptions to that first rule, but if I haven't worn it in a year, eight out of 10 times, I'm probably going to get rid of it. Second thing, is this like giving what I want it to give? Okay. Cause this like new bitch, this like new level up journey that I'm going on <laughs> my last little level up. Is this what the new Casey 
is going to wear in, in her new leveled up life. And if it's a no, like, for example, I have the perfect example for you guys to understand what I'm talking about. I have this like little like black velvet mini dress and it has like like I'm honestly fucking embarrassed to even say that I fucking own this. It's so embarrassing. It's this little black velvet mini dress and it's cute. It's like a little tank dress. It's adorable. It's from H&M. It fits really good. I look really good in it, but it has fucking astrology signs on it. What in God's name was I thinking buying that? So that is not giving what I want to be giving in this new leveled up life. Okay. That's going in the Poshmark goodwill, whatever it may be pile. So that's my second thing that I'm going to ask myself. Is it giving what I want it to give? Is this the new leveled up Casey vibe look? If it's a no, it's going. Um, Number three, obviously, if anything is just like too worn out, anything like that, I think those are really my main rules. Oh, number four, if I try it on and don't feel like fucking so good in it, like if I have any doubts about it, like if I put it on, I'm like, oh, like it's okay. Like, no, gone. I need to put that on and be like, yes, like slaying the day. If it's not slaying the day, it's gone. So that's what we're doing the next few months is getting rid of hopefully three quarters of my closet. And then I'll just like, whenever I move, then we'll start building the new leveled up closet. You feel? Sound like a plan, ladies and gents? I love this podcast because it really is the most random, random shit that I can just get off my chest. Okay, so we talked about cleaning out my closet. What else do I want to? Oh, you guys had questions about therapy. So, and I'll talk about my fitness journey as well because I feel like this ties into it. So fitness journey, you guys like want to know my tips and tricks. I'm going to be honest, you guys, I'm really sucking at my whole fitness journey and it's a problem. Okay. I legitimately hired Nicole, Nicole that you guys all know and love as my coach to like do my meal plan and my fitness. And I've just been slacking since I signed up with her. This is the thing you guys, I've always been, and this is going to sound so freaking stupid and just like pick me vibes, but it's just, I'm trying to explain to you the situation. I've always had a fast metabolism and like my genetics. I've always just, I've, I'm naturally athletic and I have a fast metabolism. So I've never really had to like worry about like being in shape. The thing that I have had to worry about is when my anxiety is out of control, then I lose my appetite and then I can look like I have a problem when I don't, if that makes sense. We've talked about it before, but all growing up, I never did the went to the gym or anything like that because I was always in I was a hardcore cheerleader like competitive cheerleader cheered in high school was like on varsity like all four years cheer captain whole vibe and then on top of that I was a ballet dancer and I did dance from like age two to like 23 and and I played soccer here and there but my workouts was like dance and cheerleading, which is like to music and like with a team. And like, it's like very like, it just like, it keeps me going, you know, it gets my energy up. It's like, I blast my music and I'm just like doing my cheer vibe. Even like, even on competitive cheer, like my co-ed team, we would have like, like warmups and drills and stuff like running a mile and like suicides and stuff. But even then it was like with the team and like we have music blasting and it was like a vibe, you know, I just can't. It's so hard for me to go to the gym solo 
and just like put on my headphones and do these like boring repetitive things because I'm just like my workouts were just like so like high intense like dance like fun and just the gym and like lifting weights it's so boring for me like I just would literally rather be doing anything else with my time and then on top of it like I'm really busy and I have like a short social battery so when I'm I'm still trying to like I'm in the process of leaving my nine to five I went from like full-time to kind of part-time right now but it's like when I work nine to five, my nine to five days are Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So I'm working nine to five and I have to be like on my A game. I work for a cosmetic surgeon. So like we have really high profile clients and like they're spending a lot of money and I'm like kind of the face of the practice. So like when I'm at work on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, nine to five, like I'm like on my social battery is like on all day. Okay. Like charming the hell out of people getting their money. <laughs> setting up surgeries okay as soon as I get off work and I go home I literally just like get out of my clothes take shower scalding hot shower burn my fucking skin off eat food and like put on my hoodie and my sweatpants and I'm just like out for the night you know like it's time for me to just like watch my shows scroll through tiktok read a book smoke some joints <laughs> like i'm chilling the last thing on planet earth that i want to do is go to the gym for an hour listen to like some playlist and be by myself and just like uh one set two set three like no i'm over it but I'm struggling because I just like I want to get back into it because I'm getting older. I just want my body to look a certain way. We all relate to that. And it's just it's good for my mental health, honestly. So that's where I'm struggling with my fitness journey. OK, you guys, I'm just ke keeping it real, keeping it honest. I think what I'm going to do, maybe this is some advice that will help any of you guys that are kind of struggling with it. I was talking to Nicole about this. And again, I'm not a morning person either. I just got a bunch of uphill battles. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a morning person. However, I know for a fact when I work, even when I'm not in a nine to five, if I'm like making content all day long and like editing and doing shit and podcasting, the last thing I'm going to want to do at the end of my day is go to the gym. I At the end of my day, I want to chill. Okay. I, that That's very important to me. So what I think I need to do is I need to train myself to get up really fucking early in the morning and get the gym out of the way first thing out of the way first thing. So it's just like, it's off my plate. I don't have to worry about it anymore. It kind of kickstarts my day. I think that will be a good way. I think that will work for me. So I'm going to try that. I think I'm actually going to try it tomorrow. I'm recording this on Monday and tomorrow is Tuesday. It's my short day at work. I only work nine to one. And then I'm podcasting tomorrow afternoon. And then I'm going shopping with Nicole because we have some events this week. So I think I'm going to wake up tomorrow and get it out of the way. So th that's kind of what's going on with my fitness journey, you guys, is my fitness journey has always been dance and cheer. And obviously, I don't do that shit anymore. And now I'm trying to, like, go to the gym. I think I might get into Pilates because I feel like I would be good at that. And that's maybe more up my alley. But... I just really fucking hate the gym. It's just not my vibe and it's been a thing. I am eating better though. I'm not really eating fast food so much anymore. I'm eating lots of like chicken, salmon, veggies. Um, Yeah, so that's what's going on with that. However, 
exercise fitness that a thousand percent helps with my mental health. Um, it's even proven like read the statistics. It's a thing. So let's like segue into therapy because I've had some people ask me advice for therapy because it's like your first time going and blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to be honest right now at this very moment in time, because I just changed my health insurance. I'm not seeing a therapist. I do feel very mentally healthy right now. So it's not like a problem that I'm not seeing a therapist, but I'm still going to look for one because I just think it's like healthy just to talk to someone every now and then, even when you're not like going through a little mental breakdowns (laughs) and trauma. But at this moment in time, I am personally not seeing a therapist. I'm looking for a new therapist. However, if it's your first time going to therapy, which it's funny we're talking about this on today's podcast because I was literally at a girl's night last night with some friends and this topic came up. One of our friends, she has never been to therapy before and she's kind of getting at the point where it's like she knows that she needs to go, but she's always been taught that like that therapy doesn't work and like her family doesn't believe in therapy. So it's been a struggle for her to like get behind it. And this is my advice that I told her last night and what I'll tell you. It's literally like just an outside person, like a friend, okay? It's basically a friend that like doesn't know you personally, doesn't know who's involved in your life, doesn't know your family, doesn't know your friends, who can really give you like an honest, truthful opinion with absolutely like zero bias. And like that's so valuable, having someone in your life that can give you advice that's not like biased at all. And... You can just go there and just know that everything that you're going to say is like safe and private and never going to get out. And you can literally say anything for the most part. I mean, there's a few things that are a little fucking crazy. Like if you marked anyone or something like that, they'll call the police. Okay. But for the most part, 99.9% of the shit that you say in there is literally never going to leave the room. And it's just like getting shit out that you need to get out of your system and you can have like an outside perspective someone that's not related to anyone in your life at all whatsoever a third party unbiased and they can like give you honest to god advice and like help you navigate this crazy thing called life and my thing is there is like people that dm'd me and wanted to know about this and my friend that I was talking to last night they're like well like I just don't even know where to begin you don't even need to think of it like that you literally just go in they're gonna like ask your name and they're gonna start asking you so like what's your life like and it's gonna start off I swear to god every time I've gone this is what's happened it's gonna start off really low-key and really just like oh like where do you work like and within five minutes if it's a good therapist you're gonna be pouring out your soul about shit that you didn't even know was bothering you And you're going to be crying. She's going to hand you some tissues and she's going to it's going to be very therapeutic. And afterwards, you're going to feel like a weight is lifted off of your fucking shoulders. And you're going to be like, yes, I cannot wait for next week. And then pretty soon you're just going to be start feeling amazing every single time. So that's the thing. If you're worried about therapy, number one, finding a good therapist, that's the hardest part. So if you like go and meet with someone and it's just not a vibe and it feels weird and like uncomfortable, that's just not your therapist. Don't give up on therapy you got to hop around a little bit. Okay. Hop around a little bit until you find like the right match. Once you find someone that like you really vibe with and feels like a friend and like the advice is really good and you're feeling like good after therapy, like it's doing its job, stick with that therapist and just like 
I know therapy is really expensive and like not everyone has health insurance. So go like as often as you can afford, um, whether that's once a week, once a month, every other week, whatever you can afford, whatever works for you. And I can also like look into affordable options. So if you guys are interested in that, I can like get a list together and let you guys know. But yeah, once you find someone that you vibe with and you're going on like a consistent schedule, whatever that is, just literally think of it as like just you're talking to a friend and it's everything that you say is going to be private and like she's not judging you or he is not judging you at all. And when you go in there, don't like overthink it. Don't like don't have a list of like what you're going to talk about. Just go in there and just let it flow. Just let it flow and see what happens. And that would be my advice on therapy in a very short Reader's Digest version. (laughs) So if you want me to elaborate, I feel like this is like the episode where I'm like, if you want me to elaborate, DM me. But you know what to do. If you need me to go over more than that, let me know. But that would be my advice. Just go in there. Don't overthink it. And just let it let it flow. Wherever it goes, (laughs) let it let it go there. Um, and a good therapist will just like guide things. They'll like, they'll, they'll know based on like how your body language and how you're wording things, they'll be able to pick up on your cues, like what's a trigger for you, like what you guys need to dive deeper into. That's why it's important that you keep hopping around therapists until you find someone that you really vibe with. So that's the fitness journey and the therapy talk. Um, What else do I want to talk about? I feel like I kind of want to save a few of these things for the end because like Outer Banks, for example, is spoilers. So I don't want to be like spoilers. Don't listen to this part in the middle of the podcast. So let's talk about, okay, therapy's off my list of my little notes. Okay, why am I private about my dating life? God, I get this question all the time lately. I think like now that Aaron and I have like kind of been talking about how private I am about my dating life and like I've talked about it on here. Now everyone is like even more curious because I think everyone thought that I was just like not speaking to a soul for the past like four years. And now that people have realized that I've like dated different guys, (laughs) but I just keep it all like off the internet. Everyone's like, what the hell? Like I need to know more. So why am I private about my dating life? There's actually a lot of reasons about this. Um, Number one, it mine it like let's just ignore the whole like TV show and like social media bullshit. Number one, I honestly am just a naturally private person. Like I um even with like my family, like they'll and I'm so close with my family, but there's shit that like I don't even tell them where they're like my dad will like check in on me and be like, haven't heard from you in this how however long, like what's going on? Like I'm just a naturally private person to begin with. Number two, I'm like bottom of the barrel of like Z-list celebrity. I, I hate even fucking saying that. It sounds so weird, but bottom of the barrel. Okay, I know. Okay, if there's haters listening to this, I know. Okay, Z-list. I even think that's like even that's like generous. Okay. However, and I'm not comparing myself to like, for example, we're about to get in to Justin Bieber, Selena, Haley drama. Okay. That level of like your relationship being out in the world, I can't even comprehend or imagine I would just die. However, I have gotten a nice little healthy dose of what it is like having your relationship just put on blast 
in an extremely public way and there's literally like people all over the world that have like very strong opinions about shit that they literally know nothing about and I'm not gonna lie it really fucked with me for a while it was really really hard because when you know the truth about yourself and like your personal situation and then you like go online and like you read all of this shit that people are saying and it's like really strong strong ass opinions it's it's a mind fuck okay so it really fucked with me I got a dose of what that is like and I didn't like it one fucking bit it really irked me like bad and I think another layer of that too is <laughs> being a private person like I just I went through like such a traumatic breakup on national television I feel like a lot of people are very invested into my love life like everyone wants me to like get that happily ever after and I think that's amazing like I love the support and I'm honestly so thankful it's just it's great I love like that everyone is manifesting this like happily ever after for me but like I've talked about it in past podcasts it puts a lot of pressure on me and it puts a lot of pressure on guys that want to date me having that pressure of like oh my god like we can't hurt her like People are going to come for me the way they did for Hugh cannot be named. You know, it's just like a lot. And I just don't want any of that outside pressure when I'm dating at all. Like, I just don't want any opinions. I just don't want anything, anything at all affecting my situations. And I think the last part of it, and this is just like a normal everyday life thing that I think anyone can relate to. I think nowadays all of our lives are just on the internet so much. I feel like we don't save anything for ourselves anymore. Like as a society, I'm not even just talking about me in general. I think we just put everything about ourselves and our lives on the internet. And I don't think that's a good thing. I think that's actually a really fucking bad thing. I think that there's a lot of things that we should like keep to ourselves and like keep special and private And I think when you're putting your entire relationship on the internet for everyone to see, even if you're not a zealous celebrity or famous or influencer, just a person in general, people have opinions on shit that they don't know about. And like when people start putting their opinions in your relationship, you listen to that. It's natural. It's human instinct. If you're like, if you have people just in your business when they shouldn't be in your business. I just think until it's like the real deal and I know like this person isn't going anywhere and they're like a staple and a constant in my life, I don't really feel like I need to be putting it on the internet for people to put their opinions on. I think things things need to be just my business. So that is why I am so private about my dating life. And I think it's actually a really good thing. <laughs> I think maybe I'm a little bit too private about it sometimes because even like like my best friend Coley, there was this guy that I was really – my like situationship that I was talking about a while ago. Don't speak to him anymore. But he was like one of the first people that I even like told her about. And she was like shook. That's how private I am, you guys. Like all – I don't even tell like my friends and family about guys unless like I'm excited about it. Like if it's just like we're talking or like been on a date or two or like 
if I don't feel like a spark and like something is going to come out of this, like I don't even tell my friends and family. That's how private I am about it. So I just, I think that's what it comes down to. If that answers your guys' question, I think I definitely got a dose of what it's like to have the whole fucking world involved in a relationship and throw their opinions on to shit that they don't know anything about. And it was really, really hard and honestly kind of traumatic for me. So that's number one. Um, number two, I just think because of what happened to me in the past on a television show, a lot of people are invested in my love life and it just puts a lot of pressure on me and I, and the per- whoever I want to be with. And I just don't like that pressure. I just, I want to fall in love and find my person without like that extra added pressure, even though it's a good thing, even though you guys are amazing and it feels so amazing to be that loved and like so supported. It's just, I want to fall in love without that kind of pressure. And then lastly, I just think our society, we just get involved in, we get involved in shit that we shouldn't be involved with. I just think a bunch of opinions into like my relationship and who I'm dating is like the last thing I need. I think that needs to stay between me and whoever I'm dating. And that's just how I feel about it. So that's why I get this question all the time. I feel like I kind of opened the floodgates when I finally admitted like, I've been in love since TI. Like I've hooked up with other guys since TI. I've dated other guys since TI. I've had my heart broken since TI. I think now that I've kind of like opened up that floodgates, everyone's very, very curious now about what I'm up to. And yeah, that's basically it. It's going to stay private until someone is like a constant. And I'm like, yeah, like this is, this is probably the real deal. Then I'll get a little bit more like, okay, they can be on my social media and like, whatnot but until that happens no (laughs) I'm very very private and that is not going to be changing anytime soon (laughs) at least I don't think so okay what else my dad's going to be on the pod next week we are recording this weekend and that episode is probably going to air on Monday next Monday And it's going to be fun, you guys. I'm really excited. I'm going over to their house like on Sunday morning. Um, I I have an event later in the day in LA. So I think I'm going to go wake them up bright and early. My little mommy and dad. And um, ew, I hate that I just said mommy. I never say that in my life. Why the hell did I just say that? That was cringe. That was the ick. I'm sorry, you guys. That was gross. Oh, yuck. I I literally never say that. Mom and dad. (laughs) Okay. Whoa. That was weird. So yeah, I'm going to go to my mom and dad's. I'm going to wake them up and me and my dad are going to podcast together. They're so cute. They're like, we're rearranging our furniture so we have better seating. I was like, okay, you don't need to do that, but thank you. And it's going to be fun. We're going to talk about all sorts of fucking hilarious shit. We're probably, I'm going to be honest, obviously we can't like not talk about TI and the past at all, but my dad is kind of even more over it than I am actually not kind of, he's definitely more over it than I am. He hates talking about it. It's just like, why? But he knows that like, that's why you guys even know him because of our live that we did together. And he knows we obviously have to like address a couple things, but for the most part, we're going to be talking about freaking hilarious stories of like me growing up. Me and my dad are just like (laughs) thing one and thing two. Okay. We get in trouble 
all the time. We've been pulled over like by cops in Calabasas, me and my dad together. I can't even tell you how many times, <laughs> like so many times. My um, my mom and my brothers think that me and him are just, <laughs> they just roll their eyes constantly. We talk to each other in British accents. We do like impressions. We're just nuts, both of us. We're both loud. <laughs> we both get in trouble all the time it's going to be funny. We're going to have a lot of funny little stories that we're going to be talking about. So I'll put up a poll for questions for him because I know people are going to have stuff, but for the most part, it's just going to be a good funny time. And I think you guys are going to enjoy the episode because he's good. He's also so cute. He's kind of like me where it takes him a second to like warm up. Like when he filmed TI with me, he was so nervous, like the same way I get like camera shy awkward for like the first little bit and then he like warms up and he's himself and he's like funny as hell he literally told me he's like I'm like nervous he's like what do I do and I'm like you just it's me and you sitting at home talking on the couch like we're just gonna be ourselves you're gonna play a little guitar for us we're gonna talk in our British accents and he's like cracking up so I told him some of the stories that we're gonna tell and he's like okay he's like yeah this is gonna be fun so that's gonna be next week's episode my dad good old Terry Campbell okay what else? I think I'm going to save. I'll save what I'm reading and the two shows I recommend for the very end. So there's no spoilers. So, okay, let's touch on. Obviously, we've got to talk about the Selena, Haley, Justin Bieber drama. I'm going to be honest, you guys. I'm like 33 years old. So I just like don't really give a fuck. Like this is just idiotic that it's even this big of a thing. But Obviously, over the years, you guys know I'm a Justin Bieber fan. I love his music. I love Justin Bieber and Hailey Bieber, their style together. You guys, I'm a very fashion-oriented, like, I like putting fits together, especially, like, couples. When, like, both couples – because it's, like, kind of rare, okay, because a lot of guys cannot dress themselves and can't put, like, fits together. If you see like a couple and both of them are just like slaying and the fashion is like on point, like I appreciate that shit. Okay. I'm here for it. I love it. It brings me like joy. It gives me a little high when I see that. The aesthetic is on point. And I will say Jay Bieber and Haley Bieber, they, they put some fire ass fits together. Okay. And I appreciate their fashion sense. Okay. However, I've never been like a Sel- a hardcore Selena fan. I've never been like a hardcore Haley fan. I am a Justin Bieber fan. So I've never been like there's all these people that have deep dived into like the timeline of like their relationship and like when they've broken up and when they got together and like when he was with Selena and then two months he's engaged to Haley. People have gone through this whole fucking timeline and like have the time to study it and like write about it. I, I've never, you guys, I don't know the timeline. I do know that apparently he was literally broken up with Selena like two months before he got engaged. I didn't know that till recently. I don't fucking know. Apparently the timeline's crazy. I still to this day have not looked into the timeline. Everyone wants to know where I stand on it. I got a lot of DMs on it because you guys have seen me post to Haley and Justin Bieber a lot over the years. This is my take, you guys. This is really... I have a few different things to say. Number one, I really just like them for their fashion. Okay, they look good together. Like their wedding photos, great, phenomenal. Okay, I'm here for it. Here for the fashion, here for the fits, here for the aesthetic. Number two, 
I grew up in Calabasas, okay? And I don't know if a lot of you guys knew this. Back in the day, Justin Bieber lived in Calabasas, and he, like, wreaked some havoc in Calabasas. He was, like, a little dick, okay? He was, like, speeding, going, like, 100 miles per hour on, like, residential streets. He was just, like, a danger to society in Calabasas. And, like, if anyone doesn't understand Calabasas, it's it's a suburb in L.A. County. So we're still in L.A. County. But it's like 40 minutes from L.A. and it's like tiny little bubble town like in the Santa Monica Mountains. Okay, everyone is like, oh, like you grew up in L.A. I grew up in Calabasas. So I grew up in a fucking bubble. Okay, I'm talking like one movie theater, like two high schools. That's it. Like it's small as hell. It's like three freeway exits and that's it. It's small. Okay, so. I just remember when Justin Bieber was just an asshole and he was just always causing problems in Calabasas, always getting arrested. He was like toxic as fuck. He was on like all sorts of drugs. Just it was bad. He was not doing well. And that was when he was with Selena. And obviously, I don't know anything about these people. I do want to also reiterate that, you guys. Is everyone so involved in these people's business, which is kind of what I was just talking about (laughs) why I'm so private about my dating life? At the end of the day, you guys, we don't really know the true story. And I I just really need you guys to understand that when you're listening to this because I know I got some diehard Selena fans on here because I'm going to dive into some of the DMs I've been getting lately. At the end of the day, you guys, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You don't know the real story. I know you guys have like been detectives and like putting shit together online and Yes, it looks suspect, but at the end of the day, you really don't know the truth. The only people that know the truth are them three and, like, their family, okay, and probably, like, a few close friends. So I do want to put that out there. However, from my perspective, when he was with Selena, I don't think they were good for each other, you guys. I think they were really toxic. I think she had a lot of mental health issues. I think they did drugs together. I think he had a lot of drug issues and mental health issues when they were together. It was not fucking good. And from what I've seen since he's been married to Haley, it's kind of been a different vibe. He's not really on drugs anymore. He's not really partying the way that he used to. He's not getting in trouble with the police or the paparazzi. He seems to live like a very peaceful life. He's with his family all the time, his close friends. He seems happier. He looks healthier. I'm just saying from an outside perspective, when you take like your heart and soul that you're like a diehard Selena fan and you take a look, take a step back, it seems like he's in a healthier place with his wife. And that's another thing that I want to reiterate here. People are so involved in this like love triangle shit. It's like, you guys, it's not like these two like just got married like six months ago. I think they've been married for like almost five years. So even if like behind closed doors, he is still in love with his first love, Selena, and he's putting all these like secret messages out to her. It's like at the end of the day, you guys, his wife, the woman that has his last name underneath our government is Haley fucking Beaver, period. You know, like she's the one that like is in his will. She's the one that like, shares his money she's the one that lives with him that's like wakes up on christmas morning with his family is that's his wife of five fucking years so i just think it's just bizarre (laughs) how people are just like still stuck on this like girlfriend mind you let's get into the mean girl shit let's get into the mean girl shit because you guys know i don't tolerate that yeah 
Haley and Kylie, they posted some suspect shit, okay? And there's been some suspect posts and videos that have come out that have turned me off. I don't like it. I think it is mean, girl. I think it's fucked up. However, all of you guys, I'm not talking to just you listeners. I'm talking to, like, everyone all over TikTok. It's fucking everywhere. It's, like, blowing up right now, this whole Selena, JB, HB situation. Everyone that is making all these TikToks and like going on Haley Bieber's IG photos and leaving all these crazy comments and just going above and beyond and like putting all these videos out of times where she hasn't looked good and like Justin has embarrassed her. Your biggest thing is that she's a mean girl and a bully. But what you guys are literally doing to prove your point, you guys are being mean girls and bullying. You got to pick a lane here. (laughs) Okay. Are we like against mean girls and bullying or are we not? Because the way that I've, I've been seeing these TikToks and these comments, I'm just saying it's coming off real hypocritical, real not cute. You guys are bullying the shit out of this girl all over the internet, making this girl's life a living hell over her husband and his ex because she's a mean girl and a bully. And you guys are literally doing what you're upset with her for. And I'm sorry to be that person that's going to like say what you guys don't want to hear, but that's, that's the honest to God truth of what's going on right now. So yeah, is she a mean girl and a bully? The evidence is showing that she might be, and that's not cute and that's not a good look. And we're not here for that. And I ain't here for that. But if you're trying to fight against being a mean girl and bullying by being a mean girl and bullying, You just don't really have like a leg to stand on. And that is kind of where I stand with this. And then the last thing that I'm going to say, I feel like by now, you guys, I'm pretty authentic. Okay. You guys kind of know my personality. You kind of know what I'm about. And I kind of just, I go to the beat of my own drum. You know, I'm going to do what I want to do and I'm going to not do what I don't want to (laughs) do. You know what I mean? (laughs) That made no sense. But like, I'm not going to do anything that I don't want to do. And one thing about my personality, which me and my dad will probably talk about next week, if you tell me to do something, like that automatically is going to make me not want to do it. Okay. So I have a bunch of people in my DMs literally telling me to unfollow Haley. Okay. First off, I don't know what I did to make anyone think that I'm the type of chick that like I'm going to get a DM from a fake profile telling me to unfollow some celebrity I know nothing about. I'm immediately like, oh my God, yeah, of course. Like go to Haley Bieber, spend a moment of my day, go to Haley Bieber, this chick I do not fucking know and unfollow her. Like she didn't do anything crazy, you guys. She didn't do anything that's like I morally, I feel morally obligated to unfollow her, okay? No, that's freaking weird. If you are one of those people that is in my DMs right now telling me what to do, I ain't going to do it, okay? I ain't unfollowing Haley Bieber until she does something that's fucking insane and I just literally can't stand behind her anymore. No, I like her posts. I like her brand. I don't really like that she had a few mean girl moments, but I'm not going to unfollow her. And especially because I got these fake ass profiles DMing me telling me to do it. I sure as hell ain't going to do it now. However, I am going to give Selena a follow. Okay, that is, I will do that. I'll give Selena a follow, and that's really all I'm going to say on this whole situation. Don't be a hypocrite. If you're pissed at Haley Bieber for being a bully and a mean girl, don't fucking be a meanie, bully, mean girl to her. That's bullshit. It makes no fucking sense. 
And that's, we're going to end it on that note. Okay. And then also, like, I can't say I'm Team Selena because I don't even really know any of her songs. But, like, she's a vibe. Her documentary, HBO, made me cry. Okay? That shit was, like, if you've ever struggled with mental health in any way, I highly recommend that documentary. It literally made me emotional. So, we're going to end it on that note. Next order of business. The Vanderpump Rules drama. Holy shit. I don't even really have a lot to say about this, but... This is what I will say. Am I surprised? No, not even in the slightest. So I've kind of made it a known fact. I don't really watch reality TV anymore. Actually, that's a lie. I don't really watch it at all whatsoever. Back in the day before TI, I was hardcore into reality TV. It used to annoy the shit out of my dad. He hated it. He was like, why the fuck are you watching this mindless bullshit? (laughs) Okay, he hated it. And then when he found out that I was going on a reality TV show, he's like, gee, he's like, Casey, what the hell? He's like, why do you do this shit to me? (laughs) He was pissed. Okay, but I used to be a reality TV junkie. Okay, I watched it all. I watched The Real World. I watched Road Rules. I watched all The Housewives. Um kardashians i mean literally i was a reality tv junkie until ti and now i don't watch it because it just i know how it works now and i just know how manipulative it it is and i know how a lot of people on reality tv are like the worst fucking humans in the world (laughs) and just use each other and just it's just the it's not the greatest it's just not a vibe. Once you've been on it and you know, I just know too much. I know too much about it now that I'm just like turned off and I can't even get into it anymore. However, Vanderpump Rules was one of those shows that I was a hardcore fan of. Okay. I watched from like season one, episode one. And the reason why is because I was so obsessed with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Lisa Vanderpump. Lisa Vanderpump was my bitch, okay? She's like a boss lady, owns multiple restaurants. She, her whole house is pink. She's fucking adorable. Been with her husband forever, close with her kids. She was like my vibe, okay? She was like a bad bitch, a boss lady. And then she had these restaurants that she owned. And you would always see her like running the show on um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And then it was announced that there was going to be a spinoff show of one of her restaurants, Sir Vanderpump Rules. And I straight up was like, oh, my God. Like, I was so excited. It was like the highlight of my fucking week when season one, episode one aired. So I've like grown up with these people. Okay. I've watched it all. I haven't watched the last like two seasons. I don't think. Cause like I said, I'm not into reality TV anymore, but I've watched a lot of it and I've seen all the drama go down over the years surrounding Tom Sandoval. Okay. And somehow he's always gotten away with shit. Okay. Everyone else has been painted to be the villain. Jax has been painted to be the villain, which, okay, let's keep it real. He really definitely was a villain, but still he was made to look worse than Tom. Okay. Stassi was made to look like a villain, which now looking back, you guys, that bitch was right. And I was always a Stassi fan. I fucking loved that bitch because she just spoke her mind. She just told it like it was and people just didn't like it. And she called Tom out for being a narcissistic, lying, cheating piece of shit years ago. And nobody listened. Not a soul fucking listened. But like I preach, the truth always comes out. Sometimes it comes out quickly. Sometimes it comes out in a week, two weeks. Sometimes it takes years. Sometimes it takes 10 years. But the truth 
when it comes to a lying narcissist, always going to come out. And shit finally caught up with Tom Sandoval, you guys. I'm like shook, you guys. I can't even imagine what production is going through right now regarding this whole scandal. So basically, if you guys don't know what's going on, it's a very long, insane story story with like a lot of different moving parts. Basically, what you guys need to know is Tom Sandoval, he has been with Ariana for nine years in a very serious fucking relationship. Okay, marriage has never been her thing, and he's been cool with that. And they're just in a, they're essentially married, but not married. Okay, they own a house together, like a mortgage. They're like married as fuck. Okay. Raquel was like a fan of the show a few years ago, and then she started dating. She like weaseled her way in to the show. Okay. She started dating James Kennedy. She was making like guest appearances on the show. And then lo and behold, throughout time, she became like a staple because I think she got engaged to James and then she became like a full-blown cast member. Okay. James Kennedy, he's like the little DJ, British guy. He was like, Tom Sandoval's like little brother okay like Tom Sandoval it was always like defending him always like bringing him places like whenever like James Kennedy would fuck up like Tom would would just like bail him out of shit like Tom Sandoval and James Kennedy are like homies okay so we have Tom Sandoval and Ariana married essentially nine years own a house together they're like the oldest people in the cast James Kennedy Raquel they're younger she was a fan of the show, weaseled her way into being a cast member. James Kennedy and her were engaged, okay? They broke off their engagement, I think, like a year ago. Well, the drama is we just found out that Raquel and Tom Sandoval have been having a full-on fucking affair for like seven or eight months, okay? This is not... When the cheating allegations first came out... It was basically like, oh, like he just like cheated on Ariana, which is still like horrific. Okay. I'm not like invalidating just like a one-time cheat, but then it came out. It's like a seven, eight month long thing. Okay. And it gets even worse. They're in love apparently. And they were basically plotting on how Tom was going to leave Ariana and like get out of his mortgage and all his bills because he's essentially been married to her for nine years, how they're going to move in together, how they're going to be married, how they're going to start a life together while this show is airing because the current season of Vanderpump Rules is like airing right now. So while the show is like airing from shit that already filmed in the past, all this is like playing out in real time. They basically, they have lightning bolt necklaces, Raquel and Tom, that they would wear as a signal to each other to show that they love each other without having to say it. Because obviously their entire friend group, everyone is like, would freak the fuck out. So now looking back, you guys, every event that they've been to, every fucking Every photo, every vacation, filming the entire fucking season, they're wearing these freaking lightning bolt necklaces, okay? There's photos of, like, Tom Sandoval, Raquel, and Ariana, which, by the way, Raquel and Ariana are also, like, close, close friends. There's photos of the three of them together, and fucking Tom and Raquel are literally wearing their lightning bolt necklaces, like, in the photos. It's insane, okay? Bravo's up in arms. I'm obviously team Ariana. Um... 
Tom has already like gone to their house and packed up all of his shit. It's nuts. And then I was listening to Andy, Andy Cohen's like podcast because Bravo really is like kind of freaking out because the new season literally just aired like two, uh, I think a week or two ago. So they have an entire season that's like getting ready to air. And now all this shit happens. So Andy's saying watching the episodes that are going to be airing for this season now knowing that they were having an affair this entire time. He says it's mind blowing because like it's so fucking obvious watching the show now that like Raquel and Tom are together. But like obviously when it's filmed, like nobody knew they thought they were just close friends. But now that we all know what we know, all of these interviews, like there's literally interviews. Like I watched one today, you guys, and mind you, like I said, I'm not into reality TV, but I've been sucked into this shit. Okay. I was watching an interview today because one of the storylines on the current season is Tom Schwartz and Katie, they got divorced. Okay. And one of the first things he did when they got divorced was make out with Raquel. It was like a one-time make out, but it was just like kind of a big deal because they were freshly divorced. They're still in the same friend group. And it's like the drama, like that's the storyline right now is that Raquel made out with Tom and Tom Schwartz. And you guys all know that Schwartz and Sandoval are best friends, like boys. So there's literally interviews, you guys. It's crazy where they're like on the red carpet, Schwartz and Sandoval. And the interviewer is like asking Schwartz about the Raquel situation and the makeout. And basically like, does he think like they're going to have a future and blah, 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 because that's the storyline. So like, obviously the interviewer is going to be asking Schwartz about this. Schwartz, now knowing what we all know, you guys, it is so clear how uncomfortable he is. And he keeps looking to Sandoval for like direction because I think he's like, he knew that like Sandoval's having an affair with Raquel. So he's trying to like talk about his storyline, but he's also trying to like not step on his boy's toes because like his boy has literally been fucking this girl and is in love with this chick for the past like eight months. And their interviews are so crazy because you can just see Sandoval like very uncomfortable, just kind of grinning and like listening to Schwartz and Schwartz is like trying to change the subject. And now knowing what we know, it's so obvious. And I just, it's blowing my mind. You guys Bravo is up in arms and I just don't even know what the future of this show holds because this nobody's friends anymore. Everyone hates Tom Sandoval. Everyone hates Raquel. She fired her whole PR team. Apparently, apparently Raquel and Tom are like moving in together. It's nuts. You guys. So if you guys have been fans of Vanderpump rules, Jackson Stassi were right about Tom Sandoval the whole fucking time. You guys for over a decade, They've been telling us and we've all been ignoring them. And I just want to say right now, Jax, he's living his peaceful life with his wife and his kid. And we all hated his guts. But look who's living the peaceful life, married in Studio City, chilling. And look who's causing a fucking the biggest shitstorm in Bravo history. Not Jax Taylor fucking Tom Sandoval. So let's all bow down to Stassi and Jax for a moment because they were right. And they've, they, they died on that hill. They said that they would die on that hill, that Tom Sandoval's a piece of shit. And they really did. And I, I respect that shit because they were right. And now the whole fucking world knows. I bet they're feeling so good right now. I know what that feels like. I bet they're really feeling good right now in their peaceful ass lives away from that psycho. So yeah. Wow. That was a rant. That was a solo rant. Nova's looking at me like, what the hell are you so heated about? Okay. God, I have to sneeze. Huh. I feel it. <coughs> oh, yeah. That was a good one. Okay. What am I reading right now? 
So I am reading, because you guys come here for my little book recommendation. <coughs> oh my goodness, I just got so many sneezes. Um, okay. What am I reading? So as you guys all know, my number one book series that I recommend to literally everyone, if you need to get hooked on reading, is A Court of Thrones, Thorn and Roses, that whole series. If you have finished that and you're looking for a different series, my second series that I recommend is the From Blood and Ash series. There's currently, I believe, four books. I am on the fourth book called The War of Two Queens. It's by Jennifer L. Armentrout. Armin Trout is spelled A-R-M-E-N-T-R-O-U-T. The two main characters are Poppy and Castile or Cass. And it's good, you guys. It's got everything that you want in it. Okay, it's got like enemies to lovers. It's got forbidden love. It's got battles. It's got murder. It's got sex it's got really good sex scenes i'm talking like squirming in your seat like reading in public like i'm talking like crazy crazy shit i'm talking like there's even some crazy threesomes in here like guy guy girl threesome i'm there's some crazy shit okay buckle up it's good i'm on the war of two queens right now it's fire it's also really sad like it's intense like it's a good book Okay, highly recommend. You guys come here for the book recommendations because you know that I know what I'm talking about and you know that if I tell you something is really good, it's really fucking good. From Blood and Ash, all these books, really fucking good. There's also a spinoff series um, also by Jennifer L. Armentrout. It's a spinoff of the From Blood and Ash. It's actually a prequel. So it's basically about the gods because that's like when you god i sound like such a fucking book nerd right now i cannot even but it's true it's authentic um so from blood and ash they believe poppy and castile and like this whole whatever world they're in right now um they believe in like gods okay and in their present time like poppy and Cass, all the gods are asleep they've been like long gone and asleep so the prequel is about the gods okay and it's like thousands of years ago and it's also real fucking juicy i'm talking yeah it's got a lot of smut it's got all the smut that you want i promise and highly recommend so yeah from blood and ash i'm currently on the fourth book the war of two queens really fucking good so that's what i'm reading um oh the spinoff series is called shadow in the ember it's actually the series is called the flesh and fire series. And the first book of the prequel is called a shadow in the ember. Yeah. And then the, the a blood from blood and ash, the four books in order. The very first book is called from blood and ash. The second book is called a kingdom of flesh and fire. The third book is called the crown of gilded bones. And the fourth book, the one I'm on is called the war of two Queens. So yeah, that's what I'm reading for anyone that asked and people did ask I will say what am I watching um one th- show that I actually literally binged watched with my mom and dad in one whole fucking day like a couple weekends ago was the consultant I believe it's on Amazon Prime I really don't want to tell you anything about it because it is such a mind fuck 
it's like one of those shows where like you think it's gonna be one type of vibe and it is completely like out of left field a completely different vibe it's really good it's like set in down this is like the premise okay it's set in downtown LA for um yeah, it's set in, it's set in downtown downtown LA. It's like this tech video game company, like really like a bunch of young people work there, just very techy, okay? They make video games and their CEO is this guy. I forget his name, but he's super young and he basically is just like a mega nerd and he created like some video game and it like went crazy and now he's like this huge CEO. But he's like very much in over his head because he's super young and he doesn't really spend his money right. And it's just he's not really running his business well. And long story short, the very first episode, he gets killed. And I don't want to give away how he gets killed because it's crazy. But um, and then it just this consultant comes in to like get his his company back on track because this CEO that got killed hired this consultant before he died. And yeah, it's crazy. Like the episodes are really short. They're like, I think they're like 30 minute episodes. I think there's only like eight episodes. And yeah, my mom, my dad and I, we, I went over there. I try to go over there every now and then just to like see them. And cause my dad misses me and my mom does too. So I went over there just thinking like, Oh, like we'll watch like an episode or two. It turned in. We were, were so hooked. We ordered pizza, got like cinnamon sticks from Domino's and we like binged watch the whole freaking sh- show. So the consultant, it's good. It's a trip. It's definitely like not, it, it came out of left field. Like what is going on? It has crazy shit happen. And then an oldie but a goodie close to my heart a show that got me through the pandemic outer banks season three you guys outer banks when so a lot of people don't understand what the pandemic and like the lockdown was like living in la you guys thought it was bad in other states i mean it was full-blown like shut down apocalypse insanity in LA okay it was actually really unsettling like we did not leave our houses for months and I'm not exaggerating like I'm talking nothing was open for months we did not leave our homes okay it was really really wild like I'm a homebody like I love being home I love being in like my hoodies and my pajamas and like I just love reading and watching my shows. Like, I love being home. I love it. It's, like, my favorite thing in the world. It's, like, when I'm out at a club and I'm, like, ready to get my Uber home, I'm, like, yes. Like, I can't wait to go. (laughs) Like, I fucking love it, okay? I was losing my shit with how long we were stuck in our houses during fucking COVID, okay? L.A. was a whole other ballgame. Think of the worst day of COVID, lockdown, wherever you live, and then times that by 700 bajillion that was LA. Okay. It was absurd how long we were in our houses with nothing to do. And one of the shows that got me through it was Outer Banks. Okay. So it's like close to my heart. I love it. Okay. JB, Sarah, Rafe, like they're my crew. Okay. Everything about it. I love like the Pogues and the Kooks. I, I hate to say this, but like, I would love to say that I would be a Pogue for life, but like, if we're being honest, if I was just right now thrown into that situation, a thousand percent, I would be a kook. I would be a born kook. However, I feel like I would be like Sarah where I'd be like fucking around with some pogues, <laughs> you know, I'd be like, I'd be like a born kook, but like a pogue at heart. You feel 
so anyways i love outer banks it's like my shit i love everything about it i love the the boat vibes i love the treasure hunting i love like where it's filmed it just it just makes me feel like so far away from la and everything it's like my comfort show so i'm so excited i'm spoilers i'm watching season three and you guys if you have not watched any of it or not caught up do stop listening right now there's really nothing else i'm going to be talking about for the rest of this episode but you guys when jb because if any of you guys have been watching the show, like his dad has been missing for a year. We assumed he was murdered or whatever. And when JB is in, I think it's a Bermuda that they're at where they're trying to, they finally got off the Island and they escaped. And now they're hiding from that same guy. And key was like kidnapped and they're trying to get key back. And the whole time where they're on this Island, basically trying to like rescue key and like get back home. John B keeps hearing these bells, like these church bells. And it's the same like rhythm that his dad used to do for him. Okay. Back when he was little, his dad would like, like ring these bells for him to hear, for him to like come home at the end of the day. It meant to like come on home, like time for dinner or whatever. And so he's on this Island and he keeps hearing these church bells the whole time. And it's the same like pattern that his dad would do. And he keeps hearing it and he knows it's the pattern, but he's like, it's not possible. Like my dad is like dead, like he's not here anymore. So he's not really saying anything about it, but you can tell like throughout the episode, it's like really getting to him. And so now they finally escape and he's on a boat with everyone and they're about to leave the island and he hears the fucking church bells again. And he looks at Sarah, his girlfriend which I haven't finished the season yet, but I've heard that she ends up with Topper, which honestly, I don't like that. <laughs> but I'll, we'll see what happens. But she, he looks at Sarah. He's like, I, he's like, I know this sounds fucking crazy, but like, I need to go check that out because this is like, it's literally the same pattern. I've been hearing it all day. Like, and she kind of is like, John B like you know that's like not possible and he's like I know but like it's bizarre and she's like you know what and this is the thing she's a ride or die she's like do what you gotta do go off queen because I would say the same thing do what you gotta do baby go check it out I'll be here waiting be in the getaway car per usual just like don't get killed so he goes and he's like while people are chasing them down she holds down the boat okay she's like waiting for him she's like running the show now and just like telling all the friends like yeah he's gonna he has to go check this out but she she's not telling them like why okay which i love too she kept it private see she's a real one sarah's a fuck sarah cameron's a real one so he goes and he's like running up to this church to follow the church bells and you guys when he finally saw his dad i haven't been emotional on this show in a long time i was fucking I was crying, you guys. I got a little teary-eyed. That was a really touching moment, okay? I was like, damn. Like, it was really sad in a good way. Like, yeah, it, you have to watch it. If you're a fan of the show, that moment, it gave me the chills and got me emotional. I was like, holy shit. Like, I'm invested in these imaginary characters. <laughs> um, so that happened. And that's kind of where I'm at in that episode. And then let's talk about Rafe. He's so fucking hot. Complete fucking psychopath. Would I let him spit in my mouth? Yeah, 100%. 
would I do dirty, nasty fucking things with Rafe? Thousand percent. Would I date him? Would I marry him? No. But would I get real dirty real quick and live all of my naughty, raunchy fantasies with him for just a night of insanity? A hundred percent. With the buzzed hair, he's fucking insane, but he's so hot. It's unbelievable. And that's the note that we're going to end on. That's the note we're going to end on today because it feels right. So go watch Outer Banks. It's my show. It's my comfort show. I love it. I'm probably going to finish it tonight. And that's this episode of My Living Room Couch. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, Next week, my dad, he's going to be here. It's going to be funny. It's We got some honestly you guys are gonna get a little dose of what it was like raising me and let me tell you it wasn't a piece of cake it wasn't a piece of cake and we got some really funny stories so that's next week if you guys want any questions or want us to talk about anything dm me i'm gonna put up a little question poll for us within the next day or two um if you don't already go follow the instagram my living room couch i would really appreciate it and love it so very much we have really good reviews. This this podcast has great reviews on Spotify and Apple. I would just like to look, get a little bit more of them. So if you guys can go like and follow My Living Room Couch on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, leave a review. If you guys leave me like my first review on Apple Podcasts, I would be so thankful. That would be just fucking incredible. Um excuse my language. I think that's it, you guys. I'm going to go hang out with my dog and smoke a joint. (laughs) Love you all. Bye.